What's up, everyone? We're back. Review time again. And um, this is a real milestone, Zach. We're reviewing yeah. a movie we both thought was good. For is... new movies. We reviewed a lot of movies that we both like in our regular no, but it's... pods. True, but it's been a sort of a running joke for a while that every time we do uh, like a standalone new movie review, for some reason, um, <laughs> either both of us hate it or one of us hates it. Um, and this is the first movie that uh, we both watched and we're like, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I think it's a sign of the times of, you know, movies getting back in action and new releases not being ones kind of dumped earlier because yeah. all the mainstream big ones were bound to not be great because they were being, this was, you know, held for a reason. This was held until, you know, it can make $50 million in the box office um, because they had, you know, belief in it for the right reason. Right. This is like the woman in the window was held by by Netflix because they wanted yeah. to figure out when they could dump it because they knew it was going to do badly. This movie was held because Paramount was like, we would like to make some money off this. We think we can make, you know, 150, 200 million dollars. And um, they seem to be well on their Pretty way to achieving it. Great decision. I, I think I think a very good decision. It's a really good movie to go back to. Um, let's do so quick non-spoiler thoughts um, for our audience who may have not seen the film yet or trying to decide. I will go first and just say um, it's not as good as the first one, but it's still a very, very good sequel. Um, if you like the first one, this feels like a really easy transition to this film. It does not feel like um, it, you don't have like a problem jumping from movie to movie. Um, it does all the stuff it does well in the first one. Krasinski's directing style is just very, very steady and um, consistent. He doesn't do a lot of changing stuff, so you don't ever feel like you're like watching two vastly different movies. Um, good introduction of a new character to kind of fill the role that we had to fill when Krasinski's not in this film. But um, yeah, I think overall just a really, really, really solid, good sequel um, to a movie that was really enjoyable. Yeah, I think it's impossible to like the first one and not like this. This is a hard movie for me to imagine people, you know, having strongly negative beliefs about in general. I, I don't really know where it's coming from. I would say the other one, um, you know, had a little more like tragedy and the drama was a little more heightened. This one to me um, felt a lot like Jurassic Park in a way, as far as like tonally, the the sense of like adventure and the, the use of tension. Um, and how long the tension was dragged out for. Like, it was really just, like, fast moving. Like, the action was pretty consistent for about, you know, an hour through it. And that, and I think that's more it's less like a horror movie. This is what I'm using to convince my wife to watch. It's like, it's not really scary. It's like Jurassic Park. Um, but I, I, and I think this one relies, you know, thematically more on, like, individual growth and resilience rather than, you know, the, the kind of tragedy of the situation overall. Yeah, it's more focused about the characters and seeing where they've gone and less focused on, I think Krasinski makes a really smart choice to realize that after the first movie, we kind of already have the the gimmick of you get silent because the movie is telling you that noise is dangerous is something that they continue in the second movie because you obviously, for continuity, they have to continue, but they also don't play with it as much because they realize that they played with it so much in the first movie and they needed to do something different. So I think that was a really smart choice on their part. Yeah, this is just kind of becomes like natural to what's happening with it. Like the times they be silent doesn't it doesn't stick out to you as much to when, you know, in the movie when they're like talking behind a waterfall, it all kind of connects like you can see the movie like planning it out to to make that gimmick function. And this is just like seems inherent to the environment. Yeah. Um 
So let's uh, let's do the transition over to the spoiler section. Anyone who has not seen the film or does not want spoilers for any reason is trying to decide. Um, we would both recommend you go see this. Go see this in the theater. This is a really fun theater experience. The theaters are you near you are open, and um, really wonderful. I have yeah. seen other movies in theaters before this, but it, it, none have had the experience of this. This is really this, a great. This is a real big spoiler. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, also, really impressed with Cinemark's. Uh, COVID-19 preparations. They do a lot of like really good stuff. They, they you know, they had like a, even a little presentation of being talking about all their air filters and like the way that they're cleaning stuff down. And the fact that if you buy a seat, if you buy a ticket in a seat, they block out seats around you so that they are specifically building in the social distancing you'd want in the theater. Um, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, I, I secretly have been fairly COVID safe in my movie theater procedures for um, years before COVID because I sit in the third row. No one else sits up in their front section. I got like five rows all to myself. It's <laughs> I got stuck in the front row. It was an interesting experience. Um, uh, this is what happens when you show up like late and you have to kind of grab whatever ticket you want. Um, let's jump over to the spoiler section. So the basic plot of this movie is at the end of the first one, They've kind of figured out the weakness of the aliens. They've killed one of them, but Krasinski has also perished. Uh, this movie starts with a flashback to day zero of the alien outbreak, and you get to see kind of what normal life was before. And this is when you get the initial introduction of Killian Murphy's character. He's just kind of a sort of another dad in the area. I think his kid also plays on the softball team, on the baseball team with John Krasinski's kid. Then you get to see kind of, it was kind of cool to go back to the, like the first moment they attacked. Um, and then can you jump forward to the normal day uh, you've got the family still trying to kind of escape, trying to be safe. They end up running. They end up realizing that there's another place that they could potentially go to. That's where Killian Murphy is. Um, they kind of have to hide from the aliens there. The daughter tries to go off and find like safety. Emily Blunt begs Killian Murphy to go with her. They end up going and finding like some, they figured out that the creatures have, they have a problem with water and they can travel to like, an island, I think in Long Island or something, that that's where they can be safe. Yeah, or like um, Martha Vineyard. Something like that. It's, it's It doesn't really matter what that is, but that's kind of the general plot of this, is just kind of them trying to find um, the next safety step. There is supposedly a third film coming in this franchise. I don't know if it's going to follow the same family or just be... Directed uh, by Jeff, by Jeff Nichols. Nichols. Wow, Tom. We're doing Jeff Nichols much for Quiet Place 3 comes. We've already... I'm done with this. I'm, 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 already totally, teased it. I'm, to I'm totally okay with that. Um... Let's talk about the the big. Let's talk about the new character. Let's talk about Killian Murphy. Um, yeah, what did you think of him in the movie? Um, I think the introduction was a was a little weird. I feel like they didn't do enough with establishing um, the connection between him and John Krasinski and his personality. But once he's like part of the plot, you kind of just forgive it for the mm -hmm. lack of kind of establishment. Because um, I think he was still good. I, you you kind of describe him as a surrogate John Krasinski, but he's still different enough because he's. Closer, oh, he is. Like, no, he's more like parallel to Noah Jupe's character as someone who who's you know really struggling you know in the situation and you know struggling with the loss that you know his he had with his family. So he's kind of became immobilized in a way, like has a lack of action to his character and to where this family you know kind of re uh, motivates him to um, you know take action within the situation a little more. So he more or less is. Well, him and the kids all have their own little character arcs, but I think this for the adult viewers is in a way our like avatar for us to see how we can you know find our strength within the um, a apocalyptic environment. 
He's also kind of an interesting counterpart to the Krasinski character from the first film, where Krasinski is very much a survivalist, but he's a survivalist to protect his family. Um, Murphy is more and somewhat a nihilist. He's kind of lost everything. There's a level of like suffering and uh, he hasn't necessarily given up, but he's certainly not somebody who thinks that there's a lot of really great options or safety out there. He kind of just thinks that everyone is screwed and, and eventually he's going to die like everybody else does. Like that's kind of it's, you know, his um, general makeup. Sounds like giving up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he hasn't like let himself die. He's still fighting to survive, but he has, yeah, he's not he's, somebody. He lost like, his like faith in humanity ever being able to return to, you know, the roots of what it was. I do think if there's, there's not a lot to talk about this film because it does a lot of the same things in the first one. So you could just talk about the first one. I do think the couple things I wanted to touch on were uh, some of the stuff with Killian Murphy, they don't necessarily, there are threads they throw out there that they don't necessarily do much with. There's a moment where Noah Jupe goes snooping in his place and finds the mummified corpse of his wife upstairs. Yeah. I, which I can't tell it was them trying to signal something sinister or just, or like disturbing or just no, like I, his wife died there. It's a moment that I feel like it comes off as really shocking in the narrative, but they never spend any time. Like I don't think it was supposed to be a narrative point. I think it was just there more as the like kind of a jump scare moment, a little frightening. Cause I think you could just assume that like she died there and you know, there's monsters about, so you can't do too much maintenance. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just a moment that I'm like, I, I, I remember walking out of the theater and I was like, that was the one moment that stuck out to me is the moment that they never truly explained what was going on. Sort of the same thing happens when they go down to the river and they're trying to take a boat and then they get attacked by these random people who seemingly Killian Murphy knows who they are or what they are in some kind of context, but it's never really given much information to us. There's definitely a lot of, I mean, I guess in some ways I can't criticize the movie because I appreciate the fact that it doesn't feel the need to always give us a glossary of every single individual in the world. There's kind of just like, you're given a lot of like um, moment cues, like, oh, these people are bad. You don't necessarily need their, you know, 15 minute backstory. And I kind of, I do appreciate it, but there are definitely moments you're left out and they're like, okay, I, I don't know why you brought them to the story, but okay, you brought them to the story. That this tends to be the, the negative criticism given to this movie is that specific scene. And it does have, you know, some connective, tissue to his comments earlier when he said like you don't want to see what people have become so he hints at this and you just i think that leads the viewer to think it's going to be something a little more elaborate upon um but for me i said because i like am already into the pace of this film that i it didn't bother me that was like enough for me to understand like oh there's like shit happening with uh, with other people and they're like might be cannibals they don't even describe what they want you know with the bodies um but it's enough to like be frightening i don't think you know, we need more details. They're not the, the story we're focused on. It just, you know, helps add a little more texture and depth to the the, the um, environment and a little more moving forward, you know, into third films because they're really just like slightly expanded on this universe in a way I love. But that provides a little more room for it to just expand, you know, a little more slower um, into the next movies. To, uh, yeah, I still was pretty thrilled by it and, cut, you know, caught off guard. Um, mm -hmm. My main issue is the boat ride itself. Is this is this alien? <laughs> Just like chilling back on this boat, driving to the island, and just yeah, like I drinking, don't... drinking a long island iced tea on his like boat trip. How does this alien guy know how to like ride a bike direct or bike a boat directly to 
this island. It, it's very um, humorous. Here's also the issue with my humor is I miss the fucking scene. I, I, I like love the idea of this alien on it, but I fucking went to the restroom and I come back and, and the alien is like tearing apart this town. I'm like, the alien took a boat. So it's all I know is that the alien <laughs> took a boat to this island. The alien did not drive a boat to the island. The alien was, I believe, <laughs> hanging onto the front of the boat that Killian Murphy and Millicent Simmons took to the island. I thought it was a separate boat. This is what no. I was supposed to go to. Okay. Oh, I thought it was the same boat. No, I think it was a bigger boat that they were like on with where like by the girl was. It was like a bigger. Oh, maybe I did not. He, he's out there navigating, using his compass. He's like, I remember that the North Star points this way. Thanks for googling this. I just want to like think that. I'm looking these, this. I'm looking this up now. All these quiet place monsters are going to start a boat school to teach each other, and then they're going. No, to you're right. The creature fish. boards a yacht that drifts to the <laughs> island. And yeah, these creatures it. have. High quality taste. You think they're going to take a little like rowboat? They need a yacht, my friend. Although, I mean, it is a little bit. I, I think this is another moment like the moment with the people at the marina where it's just like, if you're into the story and enjoying the narrative that's going on, you're willing to give it a pass for, yes, it's a little goofy that the way that the alien gets the island and causes a second attack is by randomly jumping onto a yacht, which randomly happens to float to an island. He didn't randomly float. He guided it to the island. He that didn't guide it. It floats. <laughs> It drifts to the island. Expert boatsman. <laughs> I, I honestly, I I I understand that it drifted. I like to imagine. No, I actually that would be a great moment if we just <laughs> you see him, <laughs> like with a little pair on his shoulder. The real question. The real question is: If you're the alien, does it drink here or does it drink like here? Because its face messes up and moves a lot of different ways. I want to know where the. Throws a whole can inside its like 500 teeth and just like chews it with the liquid. So, you think what you're saying is that the, it is roughly the same as those old like recycling cans and uh, bottles machines you know outside of a supermarket? Yeah, it's basically like a can crusher machine. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a moment you can critique. I, I think this is again the thing that I agree with you. With. Actually, you said something a second ago that it really stuck me, which is that this movie does something really smart, which is it expands the world but it does it so slightly and effortlessly that it still works narrative-wise. Like, so many sequels make the mistake of, like, okay, well, the first movie was them on a farm with aliens, so the second movie has to be them and, like, 500 other people. And it's like, no, no, you oh. don't want that. You want, like, the fact that they keep it slow, contained, and so small and, like, expanding, but only slightly, they don't do anything crazy is, I think, one of the reasons that the movie just really feels like a continuation of the first one rather than, like, a completely different film. Yeah, my, my assumption going in was it was going to become like more national, if not like international, like a global, you know, tragedy that you can see, which they like hint that it's happening globally, but it doesn't feel a need to expand itself outside of the story. The furthest it goes is it adds an island, a little bit of like a safe rescue. And that's like the one idea they had on what can we add. And I think that was perfect because what the movie cares more about is, you know, the family and the characters. And, and I think there's enough expansion in there personal growth that matters more than the expansion of yeah the, the world although the island does bring in one of my favorite moments which is that the random jaiman hansu showing up in this film which is yeah, that, that threw me off it's like he's in this i was so surprised because i was totally expect I, like i saw it and i was like you just think that's jaiman hansu that's some other black dude that's not him Jaiman Hatsu has like several Oscar nominations. Like, this is kind of his typical world now, and he's never been like a leading man. 
No, but like I'm not saying he's been a leading man. This is just kind of really small in comparison to like his other stuff. I feel like he's in bigger stuff before. I mean, actually, I guess if you think about I, it, he's got a small role in Captain Marvel. He's got a small role in Serenity. He's got a small role in Aquaman. He's got a small is. role in Shazam. Yeah, some depth to it. He has a little bit to do. You know, for the most part, he's there to kind of give exposition on how they made it to the island and how there's a safe place. But they do give him enough of you know, uh, his like concern for his family and you know being a hero for a little bit, taking the alien away from the town to then you know going to his own like too quick you know passing. I don't know if he needed to die. I think I feel like he's a character that could have carried on forward, and I would have loved to see him. I don't, think they're, I don't think they're going to play a lot. I don't think the third movie is going to play a lot with that specific island, if I'm being honest. No, I don't think that's no, the future. He could have carried, as far as like planning with Killing oh, Murphy, oh, like, yeah, yeah. he could have been part of the team. Talk of craziness. Um, do you know who plays the leader of the group of dangerous feral humans at the marina? I know from um, other podcasts. Scoop me there. I did not know this watching it. Did you know that watching it? Like, no, now I'm watching it. I don't know if I can. Well, he's in like all like dirt and grime and hair. That's fair. That's fair. It was hard to. It's hard, definitely hard to uh, to recognize. Um, yeah, I assume they the, just like casted someone out of a dumpster, just another guy out of the dumpster, and say, "Hey, you want to be in this movie?" And that's Scubinari. Oh, Brian Tyree Henry was supposed to play the German Hansu part. Could have been good. He got replaced because of scheduling. That would be the second time this year that he tries to save a crisis through um, broadcasting. Six, seven. That's when he's much less of an idiot. <laughs> um, I guess there's not much else to talk about. It's I mean, like a, for, a, a kids, because this the movie before was more of John Krasinski and Emily Blunt's movie. Oh, and this and them leading a family, you know, through this, and this is more about. You know, filling in the shoes of your parents in a way, or becoming your own person. This often, mm. like other critics have given this kind of a like a classic take on you know masculinity. That's I think it's a little unfair to give the movie. I don't really think it's about that. I think because they also you know cross genders. Melissa Simmons, you know, has to kind of take care of herself as much as Noah Juke does. So I don't think it's about toughen up, man up kind of things. It's about you know toughen up everybody because like you're in a fucking apocalypse. Uh, yeah. But I don't think it's specifically attributed as a male quality. I don't um, think so either, because arguably Millicent Simmons is playing the John Krasinski yeah. role. For sure. So it's about how do you, you know, once the parents are there for you more, how do you fill in and, and maintain your own survival, which is a universal theme that this movie is playing into, you know, this alien concept uh, that I think is, is, is really effective. I think they, like, make it really streamlined through the whole film it's never really forgotten like every action the characters take like fulfills that kind of personal growth it seems very focused on those kind of character arcs i think sometimes it's lost in other you know genre movies of this sort yeah i mean the biggest thing i noticed from re-watching a quiet place to this one is my god noah jupe and millicent simmons have aged they're yeah. like in that they're in that specific time frame like noah, noah jupe especially noah trying to be looks younger like at the beginning Noah Jupe legitimately looks like he's grown two feet. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's just, it's that they're in that specific age for actors where uh, sequels really suck because they age like six years in the um, year it takes to do production. Um, you know, they grow that baby. That baby didn't grow at all. It needs to be checked for its developmental. Um, I believe, 
I believe that the beginning of this film is supposed to be very shortly after the end of the first one. Like, I think there's not much time between the two. You mean the, not the, like, opening scene? Because opening scene no, is no. Like, yes, but, but the, where the action takes place in, like, present time. Yes. Yes. I think it's pretty soon after. Yeah, it's, I believe it is very, 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 very closely after. Um, because there's, like, water in the basement. That's, like, legitimately right after the end of the first film. I think it's... Yeah, it's kind of like, what's your next steps now that we don't have, you know, John Kaczynski to lead us the way? How can, you know, the kids And their, take and their house is rel relatively destroyed, so it's obviously, like, that's another big part of it. Yeah. Um, do you have any idea of what they should do for a third film? Do you want more of this family? Do you want other characters in this universe? Do you have thoughts? I, I'm not a, a TV or a movie writer for any reason because my, my creative mind can be very limited. I, I think I want to, once again, not expand too much. Um, I don't want to become like a national crisis of them expand, but maybe it, it kind of sets them off almost as being like the like avenging angels at this point. Like they can go off and teach people the, the, the tricks to the trade of how to kill these aliens. Mm. Um, so maybe them taking a more offensive step rather than defensive, I think could be an interesting way. Like instead of how do we keep surviving, but how do we like make an actual difference in the situation? Fair, fair. Um, Which I, I think this is what that's signed up for is like, how do you spread the message? That's why they looked for the radio broadcasting. It was still starting the steps of how do we actually take action now? Yeah, I think it would be interesting to, I don't necessarily have a lot of interest in them being like, look, here's another family dealing with the same problems. That feels like that would get kind of old relatively fast. I would be kind of interested to see where the progression of this, whether the entire family continues this progress. Maybe Emily Blunt and the baby stay somewhere to be safe. And maybe Simmons, Millicent Simmons keeps going more. Maybe Jupe does. I would just be interested to see kind of like the progression. Like they've done, they've done small steps of, you know, trying to keep themselves safe, traveling to somebody else's, traveling again and maybe now they have like a chance they have a couple of ideas how to fight these creatures maybe they have something they can go after them that would be interesting to see like a little bit yeah. I, I agree the offensive aspect of it would be interesting because they basically spent two films basically like trying not to run into them because they didn't think they had much shot yeah my fear is that like sometimes with sequels especially as they get further away they feel the need to have some kind of like human villain so i mean someone that's like exploiting the situation which i don't really think is where the drama needs to come from which is like they touch upon that with the you know community of outsider heathens, but just to the right level, they're not the main um, antagonists. I want to keep the antagonists being the setting and the aliens rather than trying to I force into it. Yeah, I that, do actually. I, I would be interested though, like to see more. I think it's not a bad idea to have once or twice a movie, like and I, I, touching lightly on. Oh look, there are people who are not trying to protect their families and themselves, but are like, you know. Yeah. Bad situations do weird stuff. Some people rise to the situation and become better versions of themselves, and some people, you know, really degrade into like the worst instincts of humanity. Because I feel like this can be a ground for an idea of like a cult like situation of people who like either like spiritually praise these beings or do something kind of odd spiritually within the situation. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on A Quiet Place Part 2? Um, nope. I really love it. It's, you know, great action, you know, thrill ride. 
um, for what it is. And, and, you know, they still have some great set pieces. They use, you know, the, the like, kind of vault where whatever is, you know, very smartly, that's kind of the grain silo stepping for this one. Um, yeah. There's nothing that quite gets to the, the unease that the grain silo gave to me, which is one of the most frightening like scenes for me. I don't know why, but it's like, because it's like quicksand, which is terrifying you as a child. And this that's is just pretty quick ran back to me. It was very terrifying. But they still, you know, he still has a great craft for, for making these, you know, set pieces that come one after another to kind of keep the ride accelerating all the way through. Yeah, it's got a bunch of really good scares. It's a good continuation of the first movie. I, I I agree wholeheartedly with you that if you like this one and don't like the last one or like the last one and don't like this one, I have some serious okay. questions about the way you watch movies because um, they're literally basically, they're, they're so closely related that I feel like you'd have to one like one to like the other. Um, yeah, I want to see more from Krasinski. I want to see him do more stuff. It, it's it's kind of cool that he's not doing the third one, that it's Jeff Nichols. I'll be interested to see what he does on his own because he clearly has... He clearly has an eye for this stuff. He clearly has like a good mind for directing. He can set stuff up really well. Good scares. He does emotional stuff well. Like you're you're connected to this family after two movies. You care about them. You understand them as people. Um, yeah, he's shown a lot of talent. It was a good time. It's fun to go back to the theaters, uh, even if I had to sit in the front row and crane my neck all the way back. Um, good time. Um, I sit in the front row by choice sometimes. That's psycho. I always sit like I like to sit like row J or row K or something. Far Usually C and slightly off center to the left. I'm point. center row. I'm, I'm like going to the theater, go up, go like three, four rows up, go center. That's my choice. Um, with that being said, thank you everyone for enjoying our review. Uh, we will have more reviews coming this week. We will have more reviews next week. We will have our regular scheduled podcasts coming. Uh, enjoy our content. If you have thoughts on A Quiet Place Part 2, drop them in the comments below. Tell us if you agree with us, disagree with us, what you thought of the film. Did you enjoy it? Um, yeah, go see this movie. It's definitely worthwhile to see in the theaters. Um, it's a really good experience. With that being said, peace out, folks. Have a good night. Rest your night.